2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. You know, we walked into this season and at City Life in this house, and I heard one word in my spirit, three letters, yes. And we believe for our house, this will be the year of the yes. The year of the yes. What God has declared, we are declaring. What God is saying yes to, we will say yes to. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we know this scripture, many of us, the promises of God are yes and amen. I love how the Message Bible reads. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray. The great amen, God's yes and our yes together. Gloriously evident. God affirms us. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. By his spirit, he has stamped us with an eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. A sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. You know, the word of God is full of people that said yes at the right moment. A man that built a boat for a generation. And the Bible said on the 600th year of his life, the second month and the 17th day, Noah said yes. It was such a moment that God chronicled that very year, month, and day of his life. And the Bible said when he walked into the door of an ark that he built for a generation, a boat that he built when there was no water to float the boat. You ever felt like you were doing things but there was no provision in your life? The Bible said he walked through the door of this great ark and God shut the door behind him and one yes caused fountains of a deep place to begin to break open and the Bible said the heavens begin to give way with rain it had never rained on the earth and I'm believing this your yes in this next season will activate things in your life and ministry that you have never seen never walked in never experienced one yes can change everything one yes from a shepherd in a field caught the attention of God and he walked through a door a shepherd and he left a king I'm telling you one yes from a young girl saved a nation her name was Esther one yes from our Savior. He left the portals of heaven, invaded a broken earth and the Bible said he picked up a piece of wood. At that day it was the greatest symbol of shame ever known to mankind and when he got done with that piece of wood it became the greatest symbol of hope we have ever known. One yes can change everything. And I want to look at a story for just a few moments in Genesis chapter 4. It's where Abraham, the great father of faith, is sending a servant to find a wife for his son. Now, some of you have, may have children and you're trying to find a spouse and you're going to send someone, maybe hire someone, go to a far place. But this is what happens. There's a prophetic word over Abraham's life and Abraham knew to have it fulfilled, it was going to take the right people in the right places. And in Genesis chapter 4, he is sending a servant to find Isaac a wife. And the Bible says this, as the servant was leaving, the servant began to pray. How many of you know you need praying people around you? You need worshiping people around you. You need yes people around you. I'm not talking that they just stamp everything you do with no accountability, but people that will lift your arms and believe in your destiny. And in rainy days, they open an umbrella and say, keep going. People that are in your boat, that even though you are fighting the good fight of faith, they're not, they're not nowhere to be found, but they're fighting and rowing with you. This is what the Bible said. This servant began to pray as he walked on this journey. And in verse 14, it says this as he prayed, this is my request. I will ask one of them, please give me a drink from your jar. He's talking about the young women that were coming out to draw water. 
If she says yes, have a drink, I will water your cam- and I will water your camels too. Let her be the one you have selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. Before he had finished praying, I love that. Before he had finished praying. Before he had finished praying. That's a good word for somebody right there. Before he had finished praying, he saw a young woman named Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethel, who was the son of Abraham's brother Nahor, and his wife Milcah. Rebecca was very beautiful and old enough to be married, but she was still a virgin. She went down to the spring, filled her jug, with, and came up again. Running over to her, the servant said, Please give me a little drink of water from your jug. Yes, my lord. Yes, my lord, she answered, have a drink. And she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink. When she had given him a drink, she said, I'll I'll draw water for your camels too until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all his camels. I love this. The servant watched in silence, wondering whether or not the Lord had given him success in his mission. Let's jump down to verse 57. They are now journeying to her house. Well, they said, we'll call Rebecca and ask her what she thinks. So they called Rebecca. Are you willing to go with this man? They asked her. She replied, yes, I will go. Yes, I will go. Then he said, she said goodbye. They said goodbye to Rebecca and they sent her away with Abraham's servant and his men. The woman who had been Rebecca's childhood nurse went along with her. They gave her this blessing as she departed. Our sister, may you become the mother of millions. May your descendants be strong and conquer the cities of their enemies. Here it is. Then Rebekah and her servant girls mounted the camels and followed the man. So Abraham's servant took Rebekah and went on his way. Here's the story. The servant enters this area where these young girls would come out at a certain time of the day to draw water. And he's waiting. And as he's waiting, he spots Rebekah. She draws the water out, walks over him and asks him for a drink. And immediately as he takes the drink, she said, I'm not only going to give a drink to you, but I'm going to water your camels also. And the Bible says she began to water his camels till they were all filled. Now, what you have to understand, every camel would take more than just a cup of water. It's one thing to drink just from a cup. It's another thing to water camels that would drink 15 to 20 gallons of water apiece. Sometimes you water things and it feels like the, the journey will never end. She's going back to the trough over and over. And I love what the Bible said. The Bible said the servant was watching in silence. There may be some of you in this room today that in the last season, it feels like the heavens are saying nothing. It feels like God is not speaking in this last season. It feels like you are hearing nothing in your spirit. But for some of you, I believe the Father has been watching in silence. And he's watched you every time you've taken your jug back to the trough and you filled it with water and you walked over and emptied it so someone else could be filled. And the Bible said he watched in silence knowing that she was the one. And the Bible said after this happened, he asked her, can we go back to your home? They go back to the home. He tells um, her father that he's Abraham's servant, his brother. And something happens in this moment. He says, I'm looking for a wife for Isaac. And this was very uncustomary. It was not orthodox. He says, we'll ask her. Because in that day, they would work out an exchange. There would be a dowry exchange. You know, I'll give you my daughter for this price. We'll make an arrangement so our families can. And the father simply said, whatever her answer is, that'll be my answer. And the Bible said they asked Rebecca, and she said, yes, I will go. 
Yes, I will go. Something began to happen. The Bible said in that moment, things begin to shift. Because in that moment, something began to activate in the heavens. In a moment that she did not expect, the nurse that had raised her from a child released a prophetic word. She had never spoken this over her before. She had been around her many times. She had cared for her when she was a little girl. But in this moment, there is this word that rises up. And it's so similar to the word that Abraham got on a mountain many years before, that he would be the father of nations and his descendants would cover the earth. And this was the prophetic word. You will be the mother of millions and you will possess the gates of your enemy but that's where I usually I stop reading but the Holy Spirit took me just a little longer into the story and the Bible said after she took this prophetic word she crawled up on a camel and began to walk back towards Isaac and the Holy Spirit said to me on the first Sunday of this year Tony there has been some things you watered in the last season and I have been watching in silence but those things that you have been watering are going to carry you into your destiny those things that you have been watering that you did not expect to harvest from those things that you have been watering that you did not see any fruit from that is the very thing that is going to carry you into your destiny I love what Proverbs chapter 11 verse 25 says the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered I've come to tell someone get ready the camels are on the way the things that you have been watering in the last season God is about to activate the things that you did not planned for the things that you did not expect the places that you did not see coming he said get ready you walked in a shepherd but I'm about to give you a kingly anointing you walked in with your head down but I'm about to lift the countenance and I'm the lifter of your head you walked in broken but I'm gonna make you a masterpiece of restoration because your best is yet to come and your latter will be greater than your former this last season did not catch me off guard but I I am Alpha and I am Omega. I had the first word and I will have the last word. I am the Lord Jehovah. Come on, give him praise today. Give him praise today. Come on, anybody believe you're going somewhere? Anybody believe the next season will be greater than the last season? You know, there was a season of mine in Pastor Casey's life that wasn't city life. You know, we were young in ministry, hadn't been married very long. And there was a church in North Florida in a little small country town. It was a great church of several hundred people. And they were looking for a pastor. We went and preached and, you know, the staff said, Pastor, it went so well, we believe you're gonna be our next pastor. I met with the elders of that church. They said, Pastor, we want you to come. I, I left there and we thought this is where we were going, but in the transition, leadership, not in the local church, but people that were over the church begin to see things differently. In a moment, our heart was broken. I, I thought, what is happening? And I really felt the Holy Spirit say, Tony, will you still say yes to me when man says no? And in a moment, as a young evangelist at that time, I just simply said, yes, Father. A few weeks later, they called and said, will you go to this little church in Naples, Florida? We're shutting the building down. We have a handful of people. And I went down and looked at it and the building wasn't much to look at. Matter of fact, if you sat in the wrong place in the building when it rained, you got baptized. Just had a little handful of people. And in the rearview mirror, I could still see this large church with a large salary. But I was standing in a broken down building. And I thought, Lord, 
this isn't what I saw. But we said yes. We landed in Naples, Florida. I remember the first Wednesday night, we were having a Bible study. Four people showed up. Me, my wife. She had to be there because she was now married to me. And this old couple that if they never went to church again, they were making heaven. And I was so dejected. I thought, what have we done? But I remember in that, in that moment, the Holy Spirit just began to stir me. He said, Tony, did I send you to Naples? Did I plant you here? I gave you this building. I gave you these seats. You have instruments. We just didn't have any musicians, but we had instruments. And I remember that night we did something. We took a bottle of oil. And Pastor Jay, we begin to anoint every seat. We begin to anoint every instrument. We begin to pray over microphones that yet to have singers. We prayed over children's rooms that were empty and dusty. Prayed over parking lots. We called in cars, not just cars, but nice cars that carried people that had money. And we'd take broken cars too. And we began to pray. And I'm telling you, Pastor Tony, it was like God breathed on that little church and hundreds and hundreds of people came. And it was what opened a doorway for us to get to Tampa. And I looked back and thought if we had went to North Florida, there would have probably been no Naples, no city life. There would have never been any of this. And there are times that the heavens say yes. And there's times that the heavens say no. But when I know that I am marked with the right yes, I rise up whether it's in a good time or a bad time. And I believe that there is a prophetic marking on my life. And I'm believing this week at rise, some of you, God's getting ready to stir something new. He's getting ready to release something fresh. And what you may have watered in the last season, you didn't hear the heavens, but the Father's been watching. You didn't see fruit manifesting, but the Father's been watching. In a prophetic word that he has declared long before you ever heard it, long before you ever saw it, begins to release and mark your life. And she crawled up on the camel. And she was led to Isaac. What have you been watering in the last season? You know, me and Pastor Casey frequent this mall called International Mall here. Maybe you've been there. But we're creatures of habit, Bishop. We park in the same place. It's by our favorite stores. It's, it's by the Starbucks. You know, all the things we need for a good day of shopping. We pull in. Oh, and we just park at the same spot. One of our favorite restaurants is right there. And you know, when we get out of the car, you know, the doors to the mall do not open. You know, when I start walking to the mall, those beautiful glass doors where we enter, they've not yet to open. But there's something about those doors, Sean, when I get close enough, there's a sensor. And when I hit the sensor, I don't have to kick the door open. I don't have to pull the doors open. I don't have to pry the doors open. I'm telling you, there's a moment when I hit the sensor and for my three girls, the minute those doors open, it's like the glory rolls out of that mall. And I am telling you, there are some of you in the last season, you've got out of the car. There's some of you walking in the hot pavement right now. There's some of you, you're getting close. And I want you to understand, you may have watered in the last season, but you're about to hit the sensor. You're about to hit that marking place where you step over the threshold and what God has spoken, what God has declared, what God has already watered in your life is getting ready to manifest. Come on, stand to your feet. We're going to end. We're going to make up some time. 
I want to just pray over you today. We've got great communicators coming. They're going to deposit in you all day long. They're going to lead you into deeper places, but I do know this. If you've put down your jug and the camels are still thirsty, if you put down your jug, it was those camels she was watering that she was preparing for the next leg of the journey. There were some things in our life in the last season that we were watering, yet I did not see fruit. There were things in this last season that felt like we were just pushing the plow and the ground wasn't breaking up like it used to. But the camels she watered, he that watereth will himself be watered. I'm going to pray over you today. This is what I want to pray. Everything the Holy Spirit has already declared for you. Everything the Father has already marked you for. Every place that He's already destined. He said, you're stamped with the yes of Jesus. An eternal pledge. It's a sure thing. It's gloriously evident. You can't see it, but everybody else can. What He began, He will finish. So, Father, I pray over my friends today. I pray for those that have been watering in a dry season. I pray for those that have been building a boat when there was no water to float the boat. I pray for those, Father, that felt like they were laboring. They were fighting the good fight of faith and even at times felt like they were losing. For those, Father, that felt like they were pushing and plowing and working and nothing was happening. Father, I pray over them today and I declare the things they have been watering. You've been watching. You've been watching. And Father, I believe, Father, the very place they have been faithful has already been marked for destiny. Now just reach over and lay your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Father, we believe and declare that what we make happen for others, what we make happen for others, you will make happen for us. Father, I speak life. I speak blessing. I speak goodness, Father. I speak grace. I speak provision. I speak, Father, that you are working in unseen places. Father, I declare for every vision you have given them, there is provision being unlocked. Father, weariness, Father, is being broken. Father, weariness is being broken. A declaration is rising up, Father. A praise, Father, is beginning to move through their lips, Father. Vision and strength, blessing and favor. I declare over them, Father, that what they need you've already provided. I declare that in the name that is above every name, the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout yes and amen. Yes and amen. Come on. Give him praise.